Go passionately. Go fearlessly. Go confidently. Go birds! <clears throat> Go confidently towards your goals with First Trust, Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years, and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction, go with trust, and go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go birds. Plan your day with confidence. Definitely want to keep the umbrellas on hand. And keep your family safe with action news and AccuWeather. Numerous tornadoes. Well over seven inches of rain. Your go-to team when severe weather strikes. The water is still rising right now. Keeping you prepared wherever you watch. On TV, on 6abc.com, and on our streaming apps. And that's when we go severe weather mode and on the air for you. Action news and AccuWeather. The team you trust. In Philadelphia, we celebrated the miracle with pride only five years ago. And then the following morning, IBEW Local 98 members went back to work, building this city, rescuing our communities from decay, and inspiring the young men and women of the region to take pride in who we are. Like the cats, Local 98 members believe in hope. To learn more about who we are, what we do, and career opportunities with Local 98, visit us, ibew98.org. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Go for the pulse. And the pools. Go for the ooze. And the ahs. Go for the bubbles. And the bubbly. Go for the story. And the stories. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. I am hosting a morning show every day, 7 to 8, and we're going to talk NFC East. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm excited for what has been the craziest division in football over the last, what, 18 years. Uh, I think we've had one repeat division winner since 2004, and that's the Philadelphia Eagles. And they won the division, obviously, in those Andy Reid years. Uh, the NFC East has only had one repeat division winner since 1997. So if you pick the Cowboys to win the NFC East, you probably lost a bet because there's a good chance they won't win this division this year. That's how crazy the NFC East is. I love the division personally. There's so many storylines that go around between the Cowboys, the Commanders, formerly Washington football team, the New York Giants, who have been one of the worst teams in football for the last five years. They seem to be on the upswing, but it's going to be a long time for them. And, of course, for a lot of you guys that have tuned in to Bird Street 6-5, the sports take, the Philadelphia Eagles, who have a good chance to win this division this year. So it's going to be an exciting time for this division. And there's going to be a lot of storylines. Obviously, Carson Wentz back in the division, Tyron Smith being out, uh, you name it, A.J. Brown being in this, in this division now. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, I'm going to enjoy this, talking one hour with you guys every single day of the week. 
You'll still catch me at times on Birds 365, on Sports Take, on all my other platforms, uh, CBS Sports. Uh, my column will be there every single day. I'll have tons of stories from there. So you know where to find me. Just look at Jeff Kerr, CBS on Twitter. And, of course, the man behind the scenes and who will be in front, Tone the Shields, the legend, my producer. I, I love Tone to death. Tone's going to be a huge part of this show. I'm going to have him on a couple segments. I, I love the guy. I cannot wait to get started here. And basically, this is what I expect out of the NFC East. I expect craziness. I expect chaos. I expect the unexpected. That's the NFC East for you. In a nutshell, I just explained it. Right now, the Dallas Cowboys are favorites to win this division. And they should be. They did win the division last year. They had the division's best quarterback. They have Dak Prescott. No matter what you think of Ezekiel Elliott and his yards per game going down every single year, he's still Ezekiel Elliott, and he's still one of the highest-paid running backs in football. And they have a dynamo running back in Tony Pollard. C.D. Lamb's going to be a stud. Michael Hudson's is a stud. Trayvon Diggs, no matter what you think of him, he's still pretty good. He's still a pretty good cornerback. There are a lot of question marks in Big D, especially on the offensive line. We'll get to that in a bit. But there's a team that really caught up to them last year. And it was over the course of five months, the Philadelphia Eagles. You guys know the story with the Eagles. They got A.J. Brown. They got James Bradbury from the Giants. They got Hassan Reddick. They were the big offseason moves. Jordan Davis, N'Kobe Dean in the draft. Cam Jurgens in the draft. Dallas lost Lael Collins. Tyron Smith's out. It's a huge, right? Connor Williams is gone. That's three-fifths of an offensive line that, to be quite frank, was kind of overrated to begin with. So now, what do you do if you're Dallas? Eagles fans know more than anybody else. You need a good offensive line to win. Giants fans will tell you that because they haven't had a good one in a lot of years. You need a good offensive line to win. You need a good defensive line to win. I think Dallas has that. DeMarcus Lawrence coming back is going to help. But I think the Eagles made a lot of upgrades this offseason with Hassan Reddick. Josh Sweat coming to his own as a pro bowler. You still have Brandon Graham coming back. You have Fletcher Cox, Siobhan Hargrave, Jordan Davis. It's a lot closer than you think. In March, I would have said the Cowboys are – Probably going to win 11, 12 games, and the Eagles will probably win 10. Now I think the Eagles win 11, and the Cowboys win 10. I I mean, I don't want to call the Eagles the favorites in the NFC East because I don't think they are yet because they got to beat the Dallas Cowboys. But Eagles are right there. They are right there. The commanders are the wild card in this division. I, I, I'll be honest with you guys. I, I think the commanders have a good chance of going to the playoffs this year. I really do because – I don't think the NFC, East, uh, the NFC is that strong. And if Carson Wentz can get the processing down, if he can stop being Carson Wentz for three or four weeks, the commanders might have a shot at, at going to the playoffs. The NFC East could get three teams in the playoffs this year. I, I truly believe that because of what Carson Wentz can bring to the table. Now, what, no matter what you think of Antonio Gibson, Obviously, the Brian Robinson news is very disturbing. It it sucks, quite frankly, because he was going to play a huge role in that offense. But Washington's offensive line is an underrated group. Uh, their receivers are good. I mean, anybody in this division will tell you Terry McLaurin might be one of the best receivers, if not the best receiver in the NFC East. You're going to have Curtis Samuel healthy, Jahan Dotson, Penn State grad, stud. 
absolute stud. He's going to be huge for that offense. Uh, Logan Thomas, underrated tight end. Their defense will have Chase Young for the first couple of weeks. He'll be on the pup list, but they got some players there. Uh, Deron Payne, Jonathan Allen. Washington's got some concerns in the secondary, but overall, they're going to be an interesting team. I mean, they can go anywhere from six to nine wins, and I, I think nine wins can get you a playoff spot in the NFC. I mean, nine wins got you a playoff spot in the NFC last year, and let's face it, the NFC isn't as good as the AFC, so watch out for the Commanders this whole year. I'll be talking to you guys about them a lot. <laughs> and the Giants, uh, man, I don't know what to say. It's, I think they're rebuilding. I, I do. I love the Brian Dable hire. I love the Joe Shen hire. I think they're on the right track, but there's so much stain from Dave Gellman and Joe Judge they have to get rid of, starting with the quarterback. Daniel Jones just isn't good, and he doesn't really have anybody to throw to. If you want to be quite honest, Kenny Galladay might be getting cut, and we'll talk about that in a bit. Uh, Kadarius Tony's hurt. Sterling Shepard's on the pup. He's going to catch passes. It's It just can't all be Saquon Barkley, who's been hurt. And when he is healthy, he's been one of the worst running backs in football in terms of carrying the ball. But he's a big play every time. So, got to watch out for him. Obviously, Saquon Barkley, the Giants are going to be better. But, I don't know. It's you know, They weren't good last year. They were one of the worst teams in the league. They averaged less than 10 points per game, I think, the last six or seven games. Can they be significantly better in... 2022 with the Eagles, Commanders, and I mean, the Cowboys in the division? I don't think so. So it's going to be tough to watch the Giants this year, but I think they're going to have to take their loan from 2022 and then we'll go from there. But we're still going to talk a lot of Giants this year because the Giants are going to play these teams six times. So they're going to play the Eagles twice, they're going to play the Commanders twice, they're going to play the Cowboys twice. So again, this division is going to be a lot of fun. But where I wanted to start was the Cowboys' left tackle situation. Because Tyron Smith injuring that hamstring, you guys heard the story about the hamstring, the bone, and I'm like, uh, you know what, I don't even want to describe it. Bottom line, he's out. He probably won't be coming back till December. Where do they go? <laughs> Where does Dallas go with this? this is, they relied on Tyron Smith to be healthy this year. You got to keep Dak Prescott upright. And if you look at their options, it's not good. Internally, free agent market, man, it's it's bleak. Could the Cowboys straight for Andre Dillard? The Eagles back up left tackle? Could they do that? I'm sure the Eagles are good enough for a first round pick. Eagles aren't just going to give Andre Dillard to the Cowboys and help a division rival out, so he's out. Who do you go with here? I, I mean, I guess the best option is Tyler Smith. Their first-round pick. You can move Tyler Smith over the left tackle. Tyler McGovern plays left guard. Tyler Smith was supposed to be your left guard this year because he wasn't ready to play left tackle yet. And the Giants saw what happened when you put Andrew Thomas in a situation like that. He wasn't ready. Thomas is ready now, but he wasn't his rookie year, and he was the fourth overall pick. Smith was 26th. Tyler Smith can run block with the best of anybody. That's why he got drafted in the first round. He's a really good run blocker. There's a problem. He can't pass block. His movement with his legs just doesn't work. Can you imagine Josh Sweat, Brandon Graham, 
going after him. Ajiz Uzari. Chase Young. When Chase Young's healthy. You got a problem in Dallas. You got a huge problem in Dallas. So who do you go with? I mean, I guess it's got to be Tyler Smith, right? Smith McGovern, that's your best option? Matt Wallazenko, I believe that's how you pronounce it. That is, again, it's a couple of these names are, are fuzzy, but he started that left tackle on Saturday in the preseason finale and against the Seahawks, and I wasn't too impressed, but Dallas had to give him a shot. Josh Bell, their four-round pick from 2021, can't do it. He just can't. I mean, I'm not even sure if he's going to make the team. I do think he does make their 53, but Matt Walzago did play left tackle. So you could go to Aaron Q. Smith on the inside, but internally, you can't feel good if you're the Cowboys with Tyron Smith out. You can't. <laughs> I mean, here's our free agent list. I heard a couple of guys down here. Nate Solder. Remember the Giants signed him four years, $68 million deal a couple years ago? Last time I checked, Nate Solder was allowing 10 sacks. <laughs> it's no, you can't sign him. I, I mean, he doesn't have a job now. Eric Fisher might be your best bet a year removed from that ruptured Achilles, but he wasn't too great with the Colts last year. That's why they didn't bring him back. The Colts are starting Matt Pryor at left tackle right now. They didn't even consider bringing Eric Fisher back. There are Fishers available. He's a name. He's 31 years old. Might want to give him a shot if you want to keep Smith on the inside. It's a possibility. Probably their best possibility externally. So, oh, oh a very familiar face with the NFC East. Eagles fans might get a chuckle out of this. You know, he was a free agent. He was 40 years old. With the Bears last year, Jason Peters. Dallas can't entertain that, can they? A 40-year-old left tackle who hasn't been close to his prime in about three, four years. I mean, I know Pierce wants to play in the NFL, but he also, also doesn't think very highly of the Cowboys either. I can't see the Cowboys signing him, and I can't see him wanting to sign with the Cowboys. I mean, things can change. I mean, they talk. But Eric Fisher is really the only good free agent option, if you want to say that. Trade candidates, I, I just mentioned Tillard. There's no way the Eagles part with him, not to help the division rival anyway, unless Cowboys give him like a first round pick or something. But again, I, I still wouldn't see the Eagles do it. Isaiah Wynn's available from the New England Patriots. Uh, Trent Brown's playing left tackle now. Wynn's kind of out of the shuffle. Maybe the Cowboys can get him. But again, you got to part ways with the draft pick. You just want to go internal? Just move Smith over. The future is now. Unless you really want to keep Smith at guard, which I think they'd be better off keeping Smith at guard. Again, Cowboys got some problems on the offensive line. That's three-fifths of their offensive line they just don't have. Connor Williams is gone. Lyle Collins is gone. Tyron Smith is not going to be back till December. So you got a problem there in Dallas. You know, if you picked Dallas to win the NFC East a week ago, I, I would have entertained that very much because I still think they have a lot of talent on that team. But, man, offensive line is everything in the NFL, as you guys know. Offensive line is everything in the NFL. And if you don't have a good offensive line, you don't have a chance. Ask the Chicago Bears. Ask the Los Angeles Chargers. Who, by the way, really did improve their offensive line with 
of Rashad Slater. But they didn't have a right tackle last year. Phil Norman was one of the worst right tackles in the league, and ultimately it cost them. It's going to cost Dallas. They're going to have to get something. They're going to have to be creative here. I just don't know. I, I don't know what you do. You banked on Teron Smith being healthy. You banked on Ezekiel Elliott being healthy. Dak Prescott being healthy. Losing Tyron Smith is like losing Dak Prescott. It's like losing Micah Parsons. You just can't replace these guys. I know the Cowboys drafted in favor of their future. I still think CeeDee Lamb's going to be really, really good for them this year. Their pass game is going to be lethal once Michael Gallup plays. He's not going on the putt list, so that's huge. Uh, Dalton Schultz is still really good. But Dak's going to have to get rid of the ball quick. or They're in trouble. They're in big trouble. And defense cannot rely on Trayvon Diggs just allowing 20-yard catches all the time and him fetching for footballs. Trayvon Diggs had a lot of picks last year, but he gave up a lot of yards in coverage. Can't rely on Anthony Brown all the time either. Like, there's concern in Dallas. Jerry Jones can deny it all he wants. There's concern. There's a lot of concern. And if you're an Eagles fan, you gotta be paying attention to this. You do. You just have to. You're a commander scene, you gotta be paying attention to this. But I'll tell you what, in my mind, Dallas is a favorite in this division until they're knocked off their perch. Eagles have their chance in week six and week 17, or week 16. On Christmas Eve. You guys know the drill. Week 6 is the biggest game of the year in this division. Eagles-Cowboys Sunday Night Football. The Commanders, again, I, I think they have an opportunity to split. Just because of the talent they have. And Look, when Chase Young gets healthy, their defensive line is going to be very good. They weren't last year, but I tend to regress to the mean here. They were a top 5 defense when Chase Young was on the field his rookie year. If Chase Young could get back to that level, and I'm not saying his rookie year level, but somewhat close to it, they're going to get after the quarterback. That's why the Eagles have a good offensive line. They know what the Giants are building, too, on their defensive line. Wink Martindale's a good defense coordinator. I like a lot of the personnel moves the Giants made. Unfortunately, the product on the field is just not going to be any good. So it's going to be an interesting year for sure. But I'm just not confident in the Cowboys right now, especially with this Tyron Smith news. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be back. And we're going to have Mike Gill on from 97.3 ESPN, the Sports Bash, hosts 2 to 6 every day. Mike and I, I come on Mike's show three times a week, and we talk NFC East. Well, that's what Mike's going to do when we get back from the break. Go passionately. Go fearlessly. Go confidently. Go first! Go confidently towards your goals with First Trust, Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years, and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction. Go with trust. Go first! 
and go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go birds. Plan your day with confidence. Definitely want to keep the umbrellas on hand. And keep your family safe with Action News and AccuWeather. Numerous tornadoes. Well over seven inches of rain. Your go-to team when severe weather strikes. The water is still rising right now. Keeping you prepared wherever you watch. On TV, on 6abc.com, and on our streaming apps. And that's when we go severe weather mode and on the air for you. Action News and AccuWeather. The team you trust. In Philadelphia, we celebrated the miracle with pride only five years ago. And then the following morning, IBEW Local 98 members went back to work, building this city, rescuing our communities from decay, and inspiring the young men and women of the region to take pride in who we are. Like the cats, Local 98 members believe in hope. To learn more about who we are, what we do, and career opportunities with Local 98, visit us, ibew98.org. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Go for the polls. And the pools. Go for the ooze. And the oz. Go for the bubbles. And the bubbly. Go for the story. And the stories. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. ESPN, and for those of guys, those of you who listen to us on the Sports Bash, you hear me and Mike every Monday, Wednesday, Friday at five thirty talking about this exact thing. Mike, how you doing, my man? Good morning, Jeff. I'm doing well, man. It's good to see you. Congratulations on the show. Oh, I appreciate it. Uh, this is weird for us. What? This is ten hours earlier than we're used to. <laughs> just ripping that team in the division. Yeah, this will be a little dry run for tonight, right? We'll be back at it in oh, a couple of hours. Yeah. Well. Let me just get started here. I, I just was ranting and raving about the Cowboys losing Tyron Smith and how big of a deal it is. And, I mean, let's just get to it, Mike. How big of a deal is it that the Cowboys not have a left tackle? Well, I think it's a pretty big deal, Jeff, because, I mean, first off, I think this Cowboys team took a step back in talent, at least on the offensive side of the ball. They're getting older up front. They lost Cooper. Um, we'll see what they do at running back. How much are they going to use that Ellert, uh, Elliot Pollard split? Um, so I definitely think uh, last year was the Cowboys' best shot, and I think they've taken a little bit of a step back. Their defense still should be pretty good. I mean, Parsons is an excellent guy to kind of uh, you know uh, game plan f- with your defense every single week. But um, losing your left tackle is a pretty big deal, especially um, – you know, at this stage, where are you going to get one? Where are you going to kind of find somebody? I mean, you can try to make a trade, I guess, or um, now they drafted the kid Smith out of Tulsa. Do they try to move him over there? So I think it's a pretty uh, pretty significant injury for the Cowboys at this stage of the season. Would you trade Andre Diller for a first-round pick if you're the Eagles? 
on the Cowboys? For a first-round pick, probably. Um, I'm not one of these people that thinks Dillard can't play. I don't want to just give him up for anything. Uh, we were talking about this on my show the other day. What would the cutoff be? I would probably say maybe a third. If they gave me a third, I probably would at least think about it. I would prefer a second. Uh, if they gave me a first, I have to take that, right? Don't I? Yeah, I mean, even if you're helping the division rival out, you got to know what you have. I mean, th this is the same franchise that once traded Donovan McNabb to the to Washington, and then it's like, whoa, this could be a mistake here because McNabb's only what he was only 32, 33 at the time, and they got a second round pick out of him. So, I mean, you get a first round pick for Andre Dillard. I, I would assume you have to take it, even if it is helping Dallas out. Yeah, and one of the problems you know the Eagles face is. Not so much Jordan Maialata's health, but the health of Lane Johnson. He's missed time in each of the last three seasons. So if he goes out, then what's the Eagles' plan? Do they use Dillard at left tackle and move Maialata to right tackle? Or do they finally say, all right, we're going to keep Maialata at left tackle and use Jack Driscoll at right tackle? If that's the case, I think you're more apt to move Dillard. But if Dillard's going to be your tackle, regardless of who gets hurt, in other words, if Mylotta gets hurt, he's obviously going to go there. But if Jordan uh, Lane Johnson gets hurt, does he become your left tackle and Mylotta become your right tackle? I think that idea or plan in their head factors into a lot on how willing you are to move Andre Dillard. That's why I'm so reluctant for the Eagles to trade him because why weaken the strength? And like you said, Jordan Mylotta goes down. Who do you go with in that situation? You you can plug and play Andre Dillard. You, this is the problem with the Dallas Cowboys right now. They just don't yeah. have a backup option. Like you said, Tyler Smith might be their best option. Then I got to be honest. I don't think he's ready to play left tackle. That's why they're going to move him at left guard. They, if you look at their internal options and their free agents, it is not good. I mean, do you really want Nate Solder? I mean, Jason Peters, what do you do if you're the cow? What would you do if you were Jerry Jones right now? Who would you go with? Yeah, Jason Peters' name uh, always seems to come up in this situation. Um, who would I go with? Is it's tough. I mean, who? I guess after two's tomorrow, it would be more clear, right? I mean, if, does somebody get released? Um, is there somebody that kind of jumps off? Can I make a trade? It, right now, I don't know that I have great internal options. Right? Uh, I don't think I love uh, the kid that they drafted. Uh, Smith, as I know, is his last name. I can't think of his first name. Um, Tyler Smith, Tyler is that Smith. what it is from Tulsa? Yeah, um, you know, he was known for a guy getting highly penalized and just not being ready for this level. Um, you can throw him right at in. left tackle. What's that? He fits right in to the rest of the team. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He fits right in. But you're going to throw him right at left tackle in a season that, look, I think their best shot to win a Super Bowl was last year. That doesn't mean that they're not going to you know, take his another crack at it this year. I mean, they still have a team that is certainly division worthy, certainly playoff worthy. Are they Super Bowl contenders to start the year? Not in my mind so much, but I'm sure in their mind they are. So they have to get a, a known quantity to play one of the most important positions. I don't know that it has the same importance that it used to with the traditional dropback passers. I think now that these quarterbacks have a lot more mobility, Dak Prescott being one of them, the left tackle and the right tackle have almost become equals. It used to be that left tackle was the guy. I, I think, you know, the Eagles showed 
you know, when they went out and got John Runyon years ago because they had Donovan McNabb, um, and then they got Lane Johnson, they drafted him. People forget sometimes that he was the number three overall pick in that draft uh, that showed you how important that that right tackle became. And then they paid him to be a right tackle. A lot of people thought eventually he would move to left tackle. That never ended up happening. So while the left tackle, you know, my friend Casey Joyner wrote a book about why the left tackle is overrated. Um, now we're seeing that it's not as important of a position as it used to be, but it's still highly important. Yeah, and look, Cowboys are going to play Terrence Steele. That's not Lael Collins. I mean, I guess you could move Terrence Steele over if you wanted to, but I thought that's why they moved in the right tackle in the first place because he was more comfortable there. So, again, I, I really don't know what Dallas can do in this situation, but I wanted to bring this up to you, Mike. I think if you and me would have talked on, heck, even June 1st, and we probably did say this on June 1st if someone could track it down, I think we said the Cowboys were the favorite in the division. I can't say that anymore. I mean, who would you go with right now? Um, yeah, that's a good question. You're right. You know, I think when this summer started, I think we were both just like, yeah, Dallas is still the favorite in this division. Uh, has Philadelphia passed them? Well, if you watch Saturday and took anything from that, which you shouldn't have, you would say <laughs> no. no, but uh, <laughs> that was terrible. Um, that looked like a really, really tired team that just needed to get the heck out of there and get back home. Um, I, I would give Philadelphia a slight edge right now. I think they just have more talent than Dallas does. I think they're deeper than Dallas is. That's the big thing. They're deeper. They could withstand losing their left tackle. I don't know that Dallas can handle that right now. Um, I will say I, I do like Washington more than most people do. And, and, um, I know that a lot of people, uh, might kind of chuckle at Wentz and, you know, but. He is far significant. He is significantly better than any guy they had play that position last year. Um, and if he is just the player he was in Indianapolis last year, that team's going to be a lot better. They have a lot of talent. Their problem has been they haven't had a quarterback. They just haven't been able to find anybody competent enough to play that position. And they've been about a 500 team with guys that had no business winning games. Tyler Henneke has no business. At one point, it's. I remember they were trying to convince themselves like Taylor Heineke was going to lead them to the playoffs. I'm like, no, he's not. Like, Dallas no. isn't going to be terrible every year. Like, you have something now. You have someone come. Terry McLaurin finally has someone who could give him the ball for even all of Carson Wentz's faults. Yeah, yes, exactly. They have somebody who is a competent starter. Is he great? Is he what we thought he might be? No. But if he throws 27 touchdowns and nine interceptions, which is what he did last year, like just think if he is any other quarterback other than the one that you got in 2020. He was horrible in 2020. But that's the outlier year for him. He has been a very competent guy in every other year that he has played. So if Washington gets a competent Carson Wentz, I would think they're going to be a better team. I, I, you know, they've had quarterbacks in the past. Um, they went to the playoffs with Robert Griffin the third. They had Kirk Cousins, but they didn't have enough talent around Cousins. This team has better talent around Wentz. I mean, they've got some talent at wideout. Their defense. I know Chase Young is going to miss the first four games, but their defense should be really good. They drafted well on that defensive side of the ball. Uh, I thought their defense was disappointing at the beginning of last year. They got better uh, as the year went on. 
But they've got weapons at wide out now. Uh, they got the, the tight end if he can stay healthy. Their offensive line is better, and they have a better quarterback than they've ha- uh, than than they had last year. So I think Washington is sneaky, but I'll go with Philly as the favorite to enter. So now that we're saying Washington's sneaky, I think they have a shot. I think this division has a chance to get three teams in the playoffs just because of the state of the NFC. And if you look around, the NFC South, outside of Tampa, who's got their problems, I don't know if the Saints are going to be good or not. I don't like Dennis Allen. I think the NFC North is the worst division in football. And, I mean, Minnesota, who knows what you're getting. Detroit, they should be better, but are they a playoff team? The the NFC West is still going to be really good, but can Washington get in? Can they be one of these seven teams? I think they can almost be last year's Philadelphia, where people just didn't think much of them, and there they are. And, you know, people didn't think that the NFC East had any shot of getting two teams in, you know, right? Remember uh, that NFC West looked like the team that was going to have the extra uh, playoff team because you had, you know, at the beginning of last year, you could have made a um, – you could have made an argument for all four NFC West teams winning that division, right? I mean, people liked Seattle because they had Wilson. Uh, people liked Arizona with Murray, um, and he had been fun the year before. Uh, people liked San Francisco getting healthy and coming back. And then, uh, of course, the Rams getting Stafford. I mean, they seemed to be the favorite. But all four teams all were like, I, I can't really see these teams not making the playoffs. Obviously, somebody had to not make it. And then as the season materialized, injuries happen, things kind of go off the rails. Um, and Philadelphia kind of was the team that late in the year turned their whole season around. So I think Washington could be. Now, the question is, do they knock Dallas out and are they the second playoff team? And Dallas is the I'm at it, or do they get three playoff teams? There's a game I'm really looking forward to on this schedule. And I think the Eagles need to make a statement in it. As much as we like to laugh about it, because there are going to be a lot of Eagles fans going down the Landover to see Eagles play the Commanders in Week 3. I, I have a feeling that this could be a trap game for them just because everybody's kind of not taking Carson Wentz and that offense seriously, Mike. What do you think? Do you think that's a must-win game for Philadelphia? It feels like they – and I know Philadelphia has kind of handled them um, – no, did they split last year? I feel like they have split with no, Washington. They split, they split with the Giants last year. Right. Okay. So I feel like these these Washingtons and, and and New Yorks, even though they've been down, they have still been a pain in your butt. You know, and look, Philly was down two years ago, um, and Washington cleaned their clock. So uh, is it a must win? Eh, I don't know that there's must wins in the NFL season, especially in September, man, where uh, we were you talking about too. Washington. We were we were just talking about Washington. Uh, we just sent a listeners to the game in Washington on the trip down there, and uh, we were talking about this with with Hollis Thomas on our show on Friday about how these September games are like preseason games now. The the, the quality of play, um, and that's really a, something that we can dive into. I mean, you got Tom Brady out there playing; he's playing in the preseason game. And the Eagles didn't feel it was necessary to get their guy any playing time. And I'm not one of these guys that's like, you got to play your guys. I get it. They don't care about these preseason On the opposite end, T.J. Watt was playing yesterday, and he got hurt. I get it. I, no, listen, I see guys get hurt, and I know it. But if Tom Brady can get out there, and there were some other quarterbacks that did play in this last um, preseason game that I was pretty surprised by, to be honest with you. I was surprised that we saw guys out there actually playing, but 
if Tom Brady can get out there and sling it for a couple series, uh, I, I, I don't, I question what the Eagles and look, I'm saying this by admitting, I don't think what happened in that game on Saturday has any bearing on this season. I just think it was more of an aesthetics thing in my mind of the Buccaneers felt it was fine to play Tom Brady. How do the Eagles not think it's okay to play their guys? I know St. Louis, uh, uh, the Rams last year, they didn't play their guys in any preseason game, and they won the Super Bowl. So I'm not overreacting by any stretch of the imagination that why didn't they play their guys? I'm not I'm not that guy. I just thought it was a little weird that um, we only saw Hurts for what, that two series the whole preseason? Yeah, and here's the thing, Mike. If there was any learn from Saturday, and again, we're focusing on the Eagles a little bit here, I learned that. Kayvon Wallace probably shouldn't be on the team if we're really getting the depth here. I know this is the first 365 thing, but I think the Eagles learned that by playing these backups, and maybe that's what they're going for. Who can actually play and contribute for a team that's already really deep? Because I, I think we already knew they had trouble at the safety position, but let, let's be honest, Mike, who starts and who do you keep right now? Um, Hold on. Say, say that one more time. You broke up so a little safety. bit. Yeah, yeah, the safety position. Who would you start oh, and who would gotcha. you keep? I've been pretty steadfast of saying that I think they're going to bring somebody else in from outside the organization. I, I, you know, we'll wait till cut down day tomorrow. Uh, they got to get down to 53 tomorrow at four o'clock, I guess. So we'll see who ends up uh, out on the wire. But if it's between the guys in house right now, um, I would imagine you're going to keep Epps and Harris. And then I would imagine. See, the whole Tart thing, I mean, they signed him, and you're thinking, okay, he's a veteran, he'll make the team. But I don't know that that's a guarantee that he just makes the team. Um, he would be the guy. Salary. I got to take on the What's salary, that? too. You got to yeah, take on so the salary. Yeah, they, got, they paid him. So um, I don't know. Do they want to keep Wallace? He was a fourth-round pick, but it just seems that they're not all that enthralled by what he's bringing to the table. Uh, Josiah Scott got uh, banged up a little bit, so – I would imagine he's still a guy they like. They want to put him on the team. Um, but I think it would be the three guys, um, Scott, Epps, and uh, Harris, and then probably someone who's not here right now. So you win, you're not on the re-blanket chip hive by any chance? You don't think he makes it? Oh, I think that's blanket chip's another one. He's a special teams guy, too. So. Uh, maybe they put him on the practice squad. I think the 53 on Tuesday will not be the 53 that goes to Detroit. Uh, you'll see some changes there. I think that's another, you know, that's another thing that keeps happening is um, over these last couple of years, you see the 53, and then the next day the guy's cut, he's out, he's on the injured list, he's on the pup list. You know, like they, they're changing their status before the Sunday uh, kickoff. So, Mike, I, I have to ask you this. We have not talked about that other team in the NFC East. The team you and I have ripped pretty regularly for decisions they made in, over the years, the New York football giants. And I watched that preseason game yesterday. They had to cut Kenny Galladay, right? Like, I, I don't care how much the dead cap hit is right now. It's that, that was atrocious on the first play of the game, and you're fighting for your job. I mean, that, that was well, terrible. I, I can't believe it. What a disappointment he has been. When they got him last year and they had Slayton and him and you had Barclay, and you're like, man, this offense is starting to come together. They had drafted some offensive linemen. Um, I like the GM and the coach. I think they finally have gotten that right. So they might not be good this year, 
but I think you're going to start seeing them make some progress this year. Um, I like what they did in the draft. Now, Thibodeau, uh, is he going to play in the opener? Do we know that yet? I, I, I don't think it's certain yet. I, they say two to three weeks, but again, what's could be a little longer, it's – I, I, I don't know, but Thibodeau is going to be a huge threat defense. Right. Them getting him, um, they have slowly started to put their offensive line. That's been their biggest problem. I think if you ask what's been the biggest problem for the Giants over the last five, six, seven years, their offensive line has been abysmal. I mean, it basically forced Eli Manning into retirement, and I'm not a huge Eli Manning guy, but you almost felt bad for him by the end. They just could not block for him at all. They haven't been able to block. Uh, for Daniel Jones, not that he's anything special, but their offensive line has just been completely subpar uh, at this level. Um, but they do have some pieces, and I think the coach, I like Dable. He was a guy that I thought um, the year that the Eagles hired Sirianni, I was kind of hoping that they would have got into talking to Dable. He was a the guy that I was a big fan of. So I think they're moving in the right direction, but probably about a year away from at least being – a sleeper, like a 500 team, I think this year they'll somebody's going to have to be a team that's only got five wins, six wins in the division. It's probably going to be them, but I think you're going to start to see them make some strides where they're not um, – their offensive line has just been a joke, and I think they're getting better at that spot. Yeah, Andrew Thomas is one of those players. I mean, he was terrible his rookie year, but he was competent awesome. last year. And I, that's one thing I like about their developing players. Something they haven't done. Like the Kayvon Thibodeau pick was great. Uh, I think Evan Neal was a great pick for them. You're right, Mike. Their offensive yeah. line has gotten a lot better. Uh, I, I thought Will Hernandez was going to be a player for them, and he just never materialized, man. What a disappointment he was. <laughs> He's a pretty good player over there. So it might have been the coaching. And Could be. Yep. I mean, we see in Philadelphia what Jeff Stoutland can do, uh, what having a good offensive line coach does. I mean, they are. You can make an argument that the Eagles' second unit is just as good as some bottom-level uh, starting units. I mean, there are certain guys. Andre Dillard would start on, I don't know, 20 teams, 20, 22 teams in this league. I, I don't I, know. I said 20, and people looked at me like I was crazy. I'm like, no, the, we both know the left tackle situation in the NFL is not bad. That, that Awful, take yeah. I think, I, I think Dillard – Jurgens would probably start on most teams at center at this point. From what we've seen, anyway, he looks like uh, a guy that they hit on. Uh, Jack Driscoll would probably start on just about half the teams in this league, right? I mean, um, oh, yeah. so they've got a couple of reserves that would be players uh, on probably half the teams in this league. So that is a is a huge. I think the Eagles made the playoffs last year for one reason: they had the best offensive line in the game. They don't make the playoffs if they don't have that offensive line. They couldn't. The only reason they made the playoffs is because they made the, the adjustment to run the football. They did that adjustment because their offensive line was so good. If they don't have that offensive line and they couldn't tweak that um, their, their run game, they don't make the playoffs. So that offensive line is so important. And, and you mentioned Galladay. I don't know what happened to him, but the Giants did have um, – you know they had some nice weapons the year before, and then they brought Galladay in, you know, Evan Ingram, who can't stay healthy – We'll see what Barkley brings to the table now that second year after that injury. Uh, and it comes down to the quarterback, too. I mean, if, if he can't play. Yeah. You know what? You just slipped right into my next question. I was going to ask you. I know Tyrod Taylor got hurt yesterday. It seems like he's going to be okay from what Dable said. But do, do we think there's going to be a quarterback competition this year? Because 
I don't know. I, I get I get it from Brian Dable's perspective. You have to play Tyrod Taylor with the ones just in case something happens. But, man, you don't see the Eagles playing Gardner Minshew with the ones. No, you don't see any team playing their guys with ones unless there's a competition. Um, how much is Dable and the in the new GM tied to uh, to Daniel Jones? Probably not much at all. I mean, I can't imagine that he walks in with this long leash. Um, I think he'll probably start the season. I'd be pretty surprised if he doesn't. But I definitely think that there was a silent competition between those two with Jones kind of getting a curve. You know, he, he got a little bit of a head start, uh, but I don't think his leash is very long. No, their quarterback situation is a problem, and I would imagine – that they're going to look to fix that position in the draft, uh, you know, this year coming up. And they, they've, you know, they've done a good job in the draft, I think, the last couple of years. So um, the Giants are a team that, that if they can get their quarterback position figured out, they're going to start coming. You mentioned Saquon Barkley. Do you think this is his last year in New York? There's no way the Giants bring him back, right? I just think, Jeff, with – what goes on in the NFL, how do you spend the money on that position? I think we've all seen now when any team spends money on that position, it typically blows up in their face. I mean, there's not a lot of examples of it anymore because nobody does it. The two examples you can really think of are what? Zeke Elliott, that's not gone very well. And down in Tennessee where, I mean, it's gone well. What's that? Yeah, I'm not paying Henry like that much. I mean, I think he's only got like one or two more years left on that deal. Right, but I mean, they paid him a decent amount of money. Like they paid him real money, and then you know they they can't they couldn't keep AJ Brown. Um, they really. I think the Taylor well, contract hurts them more though than. Oh yeah, well that's what happens when you make a decision. See, when you make the decision to pay the quarterback, that handcuffs you. When you make a decision to, that your second guy you're going to pay is now your running back, that really handcuffs you. I mean, you can. Try to, you know, uh, Seattle paid Russell Wilson, and you get lucky because you get DK Metcalf in the draft, so you don't have to pay him yet. But then the decision started to come. Well, now what do we do? We already paid Wilson. We have to pay DK, and they had to end up trading Russell Wilson because they had, they, you know, they couldn't keep it all. So when you make that decision that you're going to pay a second guy, and the second guy is your running back, that's a tough one. Now the Giants don't pay their quarterback all that much right now because. Daniel Jones is still on that rookie deal. He'll be gone, we would imagine. They're not going to pay him. So now they have to make the decision. Is one of the guys we want to pay Saquon Barkley? I don't think they've ever really gotten an optimal Saquon Barkley. I don't think they've ever gotten the guy they thought they were getting with the number two pick. Yeah, not since his rookie year. And you know what? All they have to do is look down south at the Cowboys. They're paying Dak Prescott. They're paying Ezekiel Elliott. They have to pay CeeDee Lamb at some point. They have to pay Micah at some point. They got to pay Trayvon Diggs at some point. The Cowboys are top-heavy, but you're seeing the result of paying Dak Prescott and Ezekiel Elliott. A bad offensive line, uh, a defensive line who I think is going to be pretty good. I'm not sure, but again, it's a very top-heavy roster as a result. Yeah, they've lost some pieces on that line too. Um, so you're entering the season with a couple of key guys from last year that are not here anymore. You're going to ask Parsons to probably do more. You mentioned Diggs. Um, you know, I've, I'm kind of hot and cold on Diggs. When he's good, he's good. When he's not, he's just average. I mean, um, yeah. So uh, I, 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 you know, the kid Parsons, though, he's almost like um, 
a modern day Lawrence Taylor where you're just like, <laughs> where is that kid? What are they doing with him? Where is he coming from? How do I block him? Um, he's one of these few guys in the league that you have to game plan for him. You have to know where he is and figure out what to do with him. He's one of those guys. I just feel like when it's time for him to get paid, just hand him a blank check. He's a difference maker. I, I don't see the guy getting hurt. Um, over his year, And again, this could blow up in my face, but over the years at Penn State, even when he had a minor injury, it just didn't seem to affect him. He was all over the field. It's I mean, really, if Dallas wins the division this year, I have a feeling he's going to play a major role in it because he'll be that guy. Like, he has standards of breaking the sack record, getting 15, 20 sacks. I mean, he's it's very possible he can do that, especially with the Yo. offensive line against the East. Oh, yeah. I don't have a feeling he will be a factor. I know he would be a factor if they win the oh, division. I know. <laughs> right. If, if, if at the end of the year – you're looking back and say the Dallas Cowboys won the NFC East. Why? Michael Parsons is the defensive player of the year, and Dak Prescott got back to the level of where he was before that ankle injury. Mike, great stuff, man. Um, I always appreciate you coming on. I love coming on 97.3. Gave me a huge break in terms of my on-air career. I absolutely love it. I love to have you on every Monday here with Jacob. It's This was a great time. I, I really appreciate you coming on. Yeah, man, and uh, what do we got uh, now? A, a whole week off with no NFL games uh, before the season yeah, what starts. Are we gonna do with ourselves? What are we? Gonna well, do? there's a lot of college. I'm a big Thursday night man. I'm a WVU alum. Got the backyard brawl back for the first oh, time. Right. In a bunch yeah, of see, years. I got Penn State for Thursday night. So yeah, there's some games Thursday night. But oh yeah, I'll tell you and, what. Uh, before we sign off, what what do you think of Week Zero? I'm not a fan of that name. I, I'm just not. I got to be honest with you, I didn't watch one second of the college football. And it was more because, I, you know, the Phillies, man, I'm, I'm into this Phillies team right now. Um, I actually, I was calling a football game on Saturday night and Friday morning. I did play-by-play for two games this weekend, which kind of got me uh, my schedule a little messed up. But, um, yeah, Nebraska and Northwestern didn't do much for me. That was kind of the marquee game of the weekend. But Thursday night, I will be locked in for uh, college football. Same here. It's going to be weird watching on Thursday, but great stuff, Mike. I'll see you at 530. All right, Jeff. Take care. All right. And I got to give the old Jody McDonald treatment here. We're going to put a bow on the show. It's been a great first show so far. And can't wait to talk some more in the East right after the break. Go passionately, go fearlessly, go confidently. Go confidently towards your goals with First Trust, Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction, go with trust. And go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go birds. 
plan your day with confidence. Definitely want to keep the umbrellas on hand. And keep your family safe with Action News and AccuWeather. Numerous tornadoes. Well over seven inches of rain. Your go-to team when severe weather strikes. The water is still rising right now. Keeping you prepared wherever you watch. On TV, on 6abc.com and on our streaming apps. And that's when we go severe weather mode and on the air for you. Action News and AccuWeather, the team you trust. In Philadelphia, we celebrated the miracle with pride only five years ago. And then the following morning, IBEW Local 98 members went back to work, building this city, rescuing our communities from decay, and inspiring the young men and women of the region to take pride in who we are. Like the cats, Local 98 members believe in hope. To learn more about who we are, what we do, and career opportunities with Local 98, visit us, IBEW98.org. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Go for the pulse and the pools. Go for the ooze and the oz. Go for the bubbles and the bubbly. Go for the story and the stories. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. debut show i have to mention kenny galladay here and like gill and i talked about it mike is an awesome guest by the way he's gonna be on every monday as i mentioned earlier but kenny galladay what are you doing you're fighting for a roster spot do you think you're not gonna get cut because the giants owe you it costs the giants 14.5 million dollars to pretty much keep you on the roster which by the way you're not worth it right now you still got three years $64.2 million left on that four-year deal he signed. And Kenny Galladay's been a disaster. The final preseason game, he played yesterday. First play, what does he do? Business decision, doesn't decide to make a block on a play. Yeah, that, that's great. If I'm a new head coach, I'm like, you got to be kidding me. You got to be absolutely kidding me. Oh, by the way, you have one target. Didn't catch it. Um, your coach is asked about the wide receiver position. Calls it a competitive group, which <laughs> it's not. Sterling Shepard's on the pub list. Kadarius Tony's hurt. He's been on the sideline more than on the field. We still don't know what they got in him. David Sills has been a surprise for them. But, no, it's not a competitive group. Colin Johnson just got hurt. He would have made the team. So, Galladay, I, I guess he thinks he's going to make it by default, but – when Dable was asked about, he says, well, about the block that he didn't make, I have to look at the tape. Yeah, okay, yeah, you know. He knew. But he also said about Kenny Galladay's roster says, we'll talk about everybody. It's a red flag to me. I mean, if the Giants have to eat $15 million in dead cap space, so be it. Uh, $36 million 
$35.6 million in dead money to get rid of Kenny Gallagher. Man, what a terrible side. Dave Gettleman was a god-awful GM. And if you're a Cowboys fan, if you're a Commanders fan, if you're an Eagles fan, you wish Dave Gettleman would have had a lifetime contract. Because that guy just did not believe in computers, did not believe in the offensive line, did not believe in anything. Just threw money. He threw it at Kenny Galladay. Threw it at Patrick Graham, who's not their defense coordinator anymore. Just fired Joe Judge. It's just, the Giants are a comedy of errors, but they're getting better. Kenny Galladay may be the final piece to that. Just move on. Cut, cut your losses and move on. It's tough, but man, I just don't know how you can keep Kenny Galladay right now, even with the business decision. Eagles are facing the same thing with Jalen Rager. The problem is Jalen Rager's not getting paid that much money, and he's going to be number five wide receiver. Kenny Galladay could be your number one. People are still drafting this guy in fantasy football, which I don't know why. Uh, Kenny Galladay is definitely not the same player he was for the leg injury a couple years ago. So, yeah, that, that's going to be a mess in New York. But they're going to be a very interesting team to talk about all year. Well, this is the first show, guys. I'm done. I'm nervous, excited, nervous, but I loved it. I, I love doing this. I love talking to MC East with you guys. I hope you guys tuned in. Hope you guys enjoy it tomorrow. I got a fun guest tomorrow. We're going to talk some NFL again. There's still a lot of storylines that need to be done in this NFC East. And tomorrow's cutdown day. So we're going to be talking 53-man roster cutdowns. Who's going to make what? What are the Cowboys going to do to left tackle? What are the Giants going to do with wide receiver? What are they going to do on the defensive line? What's Washington going to do in the secondary? And what are the Eagles going to do? Tomorrow on Good Morning NFC East. Be here, 7 o'clock. You won't want to miss it. Go passionately. Go fearlessly. Go confidently. Go first! <clears throat> Go confidently towards your goals with First Trust, Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years, and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction. Go with trust. Go first! And go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go birds. Plan your day with confidence. Definitely want to keep the umbrellas on hand. And keep your family safe with Action News and AccuWeather. Numerous tornadoes. Well over seven inches of rain. Your go-to team when severe weather strikes. The water is still rising right now. Keeping you prepared wherever you watch. On TV, on 6abc.com, and on our streaming apps. And that's when we go severe weather mode and on the air for you. Action News and AccuWeather. The team you trust. In Philadelphia, we celebrated the miracle with pride only five years ago. And then the following morning, IBEW Local 98 members went back to work, building this city, rescuing our communities from decay, and inspiring the young men and women of the region.